1: to this damn show. Damn it. The <laughs> Napping Through Happy Hour podcast brought to you by Geekscape.
2: Real life, real drama,
1: real time. I'm Gary Snipes.
2: That's, That's, That's the ad. That's the ad. That's the ad.
3: Hailing from the garrettscape Welcome one and all to Masters of the Media. In a land of pop culture podcasts, I, filmmaker Garrett Briones, and my quote-unquote co-host Jack Watson look at the why of the stories we love and figure out why they connect with us. The show is all about loving the media you love and appreciating the underappreciated. It's a celebration of storytelling and also two pals making each other laugh at random impressions and the silliest things you can imagine. You can find Masters in the Media on all your favorite podcasters and right here on the Geekscape Network. We hope to see you all on the Garrus
4: Welcome to another episode of our Movie Night. This is your host, Matt Kelly, sitting in my basement with my co-hosts, Scott and Kyle. What? Hi. Hey. Hi. And uh, big apologies for anybody on the Patreon with the video because you are getting just an unfortunate <laughs> angle of my fat ass not looking at you whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's what they pay for. I think that's what they pay for, Matt. Yeah, I, but, uh, I would never apologize. And,
4: and guys, good news. More of the same next week oh, on the page. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> because guess what we're
5: recording them two. tonight yeah, we're doing yes. two
4: tonight all right so now that we got that out of the way kyle yes you picked this week's movie of 1994's brain scan and i was talking to you when you first got here we were keeping this fairly spoiler free mm-hmm. but I- i'll repeat the story i told you which was when you picked this i remembered that i hated this movie mm-hmm. but i didn't remember why i hated this movie And then I was watching it, and I'm like, why did I hate this movie? Mm -hmm. This seems perfectly fine. Then the ending happened, and I was like, that's why. I I walked away very disappointed at the... I mean, we'll just spoil the ending here, that it's all a dream, essentially. Are we
5: really spoiling the ending of a movie that is probably older than half of the people that are listening? That is true. That is valid. But yeah, I mean... This talk about a we've talked about third act
3: issues before. <laughs> mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is like if it doesn't solve it. I'll no. tell you what if they, if people think that this is a fucking tool to solve any third act, pro- it's not. No, <laughs> it's clear it is not.
4: No, and then.
3: And, and they then just, they actually take it back at yeah, the end of it. But like in a way
4: that doesn't make sense. <laughs> it doesn't make
3: sense. Yeah, it totally <laughs> negates the whole, it was a dream or it was a hallucination. Like, whatever they call it to be, it's not that.
4: <laughs> and the director of this movie was unconventionally open about their disdain for Edward Furlong as a person
3: and an actor. <laughs> so was my person? wife, Carly. She hated this dude. Uh, no, he's not. Well, so he's not. I mean, he's had a lot of issues post Fame post like child child actor stuff you know. So
5: real quick question, yeah, can you give me the chronology of his rise because I don't actually know it. It
4: was, I mean, I think his big debut was. Judgment Day, mm-hmm. and then off the power oh. of Judgment Day, they just started casting him in all types of shit. Well, was he in Terminator? Uh, That's oh, what yeah. I'm oh, yeah. 2, Judgment See, I, Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he was 15 <laughs> when <haven't> he made <laughs> Terminator. Yeah. Movies? So Judgment was, Day. I was like, because I yeah, know. he
3: was 15 when he made this yeah. in 1994. Right, and then American History X came out 96. No, I 97? think later than that. I want right. to say like 98, 99. It might be 98. Uh, dude, he seemed like he had fucking. He seemed like he was drugged out. Here, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Director Jonathan Flynn
4: or John Flynn did not get along with Edward Furlong during the filming. Later, he recalled Edward Furlong was a 15 year old kid who couldn't act. You had to slap him awake every single morning. I don't get want to get into knocking people down, but I was not a Edward Furlong fan. Yeah, that was a- years after the movie was yeah. made. Him just being like this kid. Sucks. Is that him being 15, or is that him being right. probably 15? And I'm sure. I know he got into some hard drugs mm-hmm. in life, but I'm sure at this point he was probably at least a stoner. Like something's up. Yeah. <laughs> like, the work so, the work ethic's gotta be. So
5: low. he was <laughs> so so his you're right, T Two Judgment Day was his first film. Um and then Pet Cemetery Two, which oh, we did right. on the show. That's yeah. right. I forgot he he's was in kind it. of got like male resting bitch face. Yeah. He does. So that's why, why it like makes not... it a little
3: confusing to know where he stands on his like, is it drug or not? child actor he's... drug? He's... Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. he
4: also has. I don't know why, but every time I see Edward Furlong, it also makes me weirdly think of Christian Slater, in some weird way, where they both kind of have this like.
5: Are they a dick?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> like oh, vibe yeah, when you're watching yeah. them? Yeah, like yeah so no, I, that, that is, is, I see that. Is see Christian that. Slater
3: a dick? He had to have been a dick for a long time. Okay. I don't know. He may, I, have, he reformed may have rehabbed. <laughs> yeah, he may have yeah. rehabbed his dickish. His dickish next, yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, but, but he yeah. definitely was. Like he had to be.
5: Okay, so brain scan. Yeah. Was Edward Furlong's what fourth
3: movie? Okay.
5: Because he did obviously T2, and then he did um, Pet Cemetery 2. Yep. And then he did a movie called A Home of Our Own. Okay. And then he did Brain Scan. Then he did American History X in 98. Oh, so, so that was his
3: fifth movie. Oh, wow. So he stopped doing movies for. A few years. Five yeah. years. Wow.
5: It's weird because I guess that he did a movie in 96, Yeah, 95. But really not doing. But not doing much. a whole lot, like doing one a year. Then he did Detroit Rock City in 99. Oh,
3: I do fucking love Detroit Rock City.
5: But he's not. And then, he, I mean, he's got 74 acting titles to yeah. his name, which, I mean, some of these are weird. Like, this is funny. His most recent credit yeah. is. Terminator Dark Fate in 2019, and it's just John Connor reference. He wasn't in it. Oh. So I don't think that he's actually been in 74th.
2: No, no, uh, no,
3: no. He's, he sucks. He he's absolutely
5: the, sucks. He is in the this worst movie. part of this movie. Yeah. And the best part of this movie absolutely has to be Trickster. Oh, uh, but my God. The, the problem with Trickster is that Trickster is very obviously trying to cash in on the, the comedic aspects of the latter Nightmare on Elm Street movies. How, how,
3: how could you tell? Was it the four or five Nightmare on Elm Street posters <laughs> that you saw and the two t-shirts <laughs> that were amongst the also amongst the uh, 10 to 12 Aerosmith posters that were reused okay, so in the, each room? So the
5: Aerosmith stuff is funny. I didn't notice the, mm-hmm. that. I didn't notice that. I, I did have big ones on, on tape. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that was one of the first tapes I ever had. Big um, ones or get a grip? Big ones. Big ones. Yeah. Okay. It was big ones. And I remember I had it in my Walkman, uh sitting in the living room, mm-hmm. but I had both headphones on mm-hmm. and I was singing along like a stupid asshole. <laughs> and my sister like looked at me with the most abject disgust and was like, Can you stop? And That was the last time that I sang with headphones completely over my ears. When I record Mm -hmm. at home, it's always one off. That's the short story long about big ones. But But Do you remember what song you were singing to? I think it was Living on the Edge. Yeah, fuck yeah. That song is a banger, right? Well, so here's the thing with Living on an Edge.
4: So here it comes all full circle. Back to Brain Scan. And Edward Furlong, right? Edward Furlong is in the Living on an Edge music video, which is on the Get a Grip album, which is why the Get a Grip poster is in the wall. See, the reason
5: I brought up Aerosmith, I saw on his IMDb that he was in some Aerosmith videos. Mm -hmm. Those were in his acting credits, which I think is hilarious. It's like, why was he in the Fucking videos for Aerosmith. Yeah. I don't know. I don't was know. Alicia Silverstone at that same time? They were. They oh, were. Yeah. They were
4: pulling young crazy. teenage people yeah. to throw in. Yeah.
3: And those. I mean, those music videos had budgets of fucking films that we... Well, like, they did. Know? No, dude, like, the, the
4: one that yeah, amazing is like, yeah. I think it's like a two million dollar music video or what? something. Mm-hmm. It's an, It's. Mm-hmm. But this is the thing that I always think is really interesting about the music of the '90s is not even just the bands that were around in the '90s, but like trying to figure out why specific bands that should have been killed by grunge persevered. yeah how did Aerosmith like it's like Like, Aerosmith and U2 like theoretically should have been devastated yeah but
0: instead
5: they released some of their biggest albums during that time Mm -hmm. period question though let's let's break it down start with Aerosmith because it's it's tangentially related to Mm -hmm. brain scan so first of all, Aerosmith. YouTube
3: will be the Patreon bonus. Of this oh episode. Yeah, <laughs> I do have a
5: theory on the YouTube part, but I know you will know the the, the chronology better than I would, um, and I'm not gonna look it up. Yeah, you know, let's I know strap me in. Let's do this. Okay, so for Aerosmith, wasn't Dream On like '78? Dream On was '78,
4: yes. but that whole album. Like, that was, like, a one-song album. Like, that's,
5: the, that's the only song I know off of it. Yeah.
4: Like, that's what I mean. Did like, they
5: do anything in the 80s? That was my question.
4: So, When was 80s, Toys in the Attic? So, Toys in the Attic was early 80s. So, that's okay. when you get, like, the original Walk This Way.
5: Oh, yeah. Because I always think of Walk This Way getting popular yeah. in, like, 87. But
4: that's when Run-DMC remixed it. Yes. Oh, you yeah. know what? Actually, also 70s was Dream On and Sweet Emotion.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, is that the
5: same record?
4: I don't know if it's the same record. That's the 70s era Aerosmith.
3: Everything on that Greatest Hits uh, Red uh, album.
4: Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so 80s Aerosmith, that was the time period where you had Walk This Way. Dude Looks you, Like a Lady. You had Dude Looks Like a Lady. And, Which is so problematic. And, Holy fuck. Time. Well, that's one of those ones that I always read how it's like people bounce around back and forth because it's like it's more so that he just wrote a song about Brett Michaels. He saw Brett Michaels at a bar and was like, Oh, that dude looks like a lady, and like wrote a song about Brett Michaels, but like in a two thousand twenty two lens, you're like, Oh, that's even in the nineties when I was kind
5: of coming into like mid to late nineties when I was in late junior high, early high school, when I was done with Aerosmith. I, I remember being like because it was at the, the same time... So, that, did someone else
4: point out that the lyrics kind of break down where it's like, man, that dude looks like a lady and I want to fuck it. It's true. <laughs> like, it's absolutely so it's true. it's actually kind of yeah. got like a bi It, it yeah. really, it, it does. Yeah. Well,
5: I mean, I think that that, uh, that sits well with the idea of it being Brit Michaels or yeah. uh, mm-hmm. and, and all of the hair metal and the glam rock aesthetic that kind of like came out of the 70s into the 80s, but it does not... Hold a candle to this amazing song by this band called Grim Reaper. Okay, have you guys ever heard the song "Suck It and See" by <laughs> no. Grim Reaper? But, but I, I have a. Sneaking it's exactly suspicion what you think it is. <laughs> um, that was my hey, wedding song. song. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so
4: so eighties Aerosmith. The, I, that ends. At permanent vacation, which had oh my like, god, permanent vacation, yeah, okay, has a lot of hits, memories. Ragdoll yeah. and all that Live
0: stuff.
5: An oh, <laughs> I fucking do love
4: now, that song. Now, '90s Aerosmith kicks off with Pump, which yeah. is like Janie's got a gun, yeah, okay, and a bunch of that stuff. And then Get a Grip was like that was like hit city. That had Eat the Rich, yeah. living oh on god. living on the edge, yeah. crazy. Crying and amazing. And that's when they would
5: have live in the videos yeah. with mm-hmm. Alicia Silverstone. With Alicia right? Silverstone.
4: And then and then mm. Armageddon hits. Yeah. And that's 2000. No, that's like 98. That's like 98. Yeah. That's okay. 98, 99. 98, 99. Yeah. So that song hits, and then they do nine lives, which I think was their last like big record. What and that's the nine one lives? that had Pink. P- oh, is oh, favorite color i can see that music that video, video that was everywhere and hair. then yeah.
3: the other two that worked. oh we forgot loving an elevator from before that was a fucking huge hit yeah, yeah, that, was. Was, yeah. that was that was like i mean like minor and compared to some of the other yeah. ones on that yeah. album but still a big on, hit that was on big ones and, and yeah. another in another big video yeah like, that's a fucking huge then, video. oh yeah well
4: and then so on nine lives they had these two other songs that i remember liking finally but i don't think they were nearly as big as pink which was um, Falling in Love Can Be Hard on Your Knees. Oh, and, I, I, that was a big and song. And Hole in My Soul. Yep. That was their ballad off that one. But I don't understand. Like, I guess Aerosmith just made the right business Yo, choices I, in I, the that's 90s? That's exactly.
3: I think, I think Aerosmith must have. And this is just speculation. Because they didn't but change Aerosmith, their
4: sound. They didn't put out a
3: grunge no, record. But they, Aerosmith <laughs> was in the pocket of whatever yeah they studio, did the Wayne's World movie Sony like yeah. it was in Sony's producer pocket like or something I mean because, all, like, this, all this all that shit sounded exactly the same yeah. and I think it was good for I mean radio was still pop like nothing you know there's still radio hits and but there they was made be, the right movie. they did they, they, they absolutely they did
4: uh, showed up in the Wayne's World movie they had a song in Ace Ventura like they were like making sure that their songs were in what would be because that's how I've heard I heard him for the first time mm-hmm. watching Wayne's World too, mm-hmm. and being like dude this shut up and dance song fucking rips yeah and then I but bought the thing, that
5: song didn't even come. Nope, that wasn't even a single. In the conversation. No. Yeah, no, but because it out.
4: wasn't really a single, it was just a song that they played in Wayne's yeah. World. I'm just saying. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. They, yeah. They, yeah. They made
5: the right decision to be in Wayne's World, too. And they really but the spread song, themselves
3: yeah. everywhere. Yeah, like, they, they really were made sure that yeah.
4: they were. But I think that people also just respect it that, like, it was like they're not changing their sound, but they're also, like, I mean, putting out a song like Eat the Rich in 1993 was going to appeal to some of the grunge no, kids. No kidding. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Now, the flip side is like, with you two, and we'll keep this short so we can talk about brain scan. But you two, I was actually re-listening to Joshua Tree. What year?
5: That's what I was going to ask.
4: So Is that
5: 93?
4: So Joshua Tree is like 83 oh, is when that oh, comes okay. out. That's like I still haven't found what I'm looking mm-hmm. for and all that. They're, That's streets have, no, streets have no but name. But 93, Streets have no name. Yeah. 93 is when they put out Actong Baby, which had like um, mysterious ways and like that was like their nineties. An entire yo, but their out- decade, decade between, later, their
3: output was not as severe as fucking Aerosmith yeah. is what it was. That was, I think, that's also maybe what was the mystique of so, it.
4: So, so here's my theory. Sure, listen Habana. to. I was listening to Joshua Tree randomly. Yeah. And Bullet the Blue Sky, one thousand mm-hmm. percent sounds like the type of music that, like, when when you hear. The grunge guys talk about the 80s music that inspired them that had like that like heavy bass drive yeah. and like kind of bullet the blues guy yeah i could hear i could see like chris cornell being like oh yeah no we love that song back in the day like yeah because it's just this driving bass
5: Joshua Tree was eighty seven. Eighty seven. Okay. And then Actung Baby was ninety one. So it's gotcha. four year difference. Four year difference. Maybe it was their first
4: album was eighty three
5: then. Eighty. Eighty. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. so they started in like their first album was eighty. Do you remember that fucking discotech song? Yeah. On pop. I- Pop, I bought that CD because I like that song so much. I couldn't tell you a
4: single second of I, I
5: All I can see is Bono in the video, and he does this thrust I'm pretty, thing. I'm pretty sure
4: they did the, the village people in that video. I, I mean, think they if were they weren't, the you village. could tell me that they did, and I'd believe you. Anyway, okay, sorry. We're well, getting... let's,
3: let's talk about the best music of brain scan which is when trickster puts on pulls Primus. out a cd <laughs> <laughs> he goes i i also, he goes i never leave home without it or without my copy yeah. he puts on a pork Soda uh, and plays <laughs> Welcome to This World, which to, to which I turn to Carly and go, I also don't leave home without my copy of Pork Soda. And I went to go add fucking that U2 song that you were just yeah. talking about to my queue, Mr. Crinkle's playing on Spotify. <laughs> that's, the song, that's the song I rolled into <laughs> to your fucking so, house. There's <laughs> too much Aerosmith uh, visually, yeah. not enough Primus orally uh, for me. I feel me. like
5: Primus would be a much more effective band
3: to, to, no to, to, to talk about, like, build
5: up trickster
3: they no picked shit. a
5: great song though
4: to oh. like represent the insanity of what's happening because yeah. that opening baseline immediately is yeah. just
3: jarring i fucking that <laughs> so that was the first primus primus is one of my favorite bands Same. so like that that was the first primus album i ever got and that was the first i mean i i, I got it because my name is mud is on it but then Welcome to this world is literally the next track. And that fucking song like blew my mind. So, I mean, I just love the use of it in here and it it does, it sets up trickster because trickster doesn't lean completely comedic just yet. Until he starts dancing to that song, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then you're like, "Oh, okay." There's, yeah, I mean, I'm this. holding off
4: on a lot of my comparisons because they're all potential double features uh, for me. Yeah. But, yeah. but there's a there's a lot of different elements that jump out when Trickster shows up. Great fucking prosthetic makeup, though.
3: It like was I really, really like seemed it. naturally so his face. Apparently, it seemed great.
4: according to the trivia, we missed out on some gnarly special effect in Kimberly's bedroom. Is that right? When they merged. Apparently, they made this prosthetic that was, like, the mutation of Edward Furlong and Trickster as, like, a four-armed, four-legged, like... Abomination I can see
5: that being Like a freaked Kind yeah. of effect and,
4: and like From what I read They're like Everyone on the movie's like I don't understand Why that got cut Because it looked amazing yeah, Like it was like One of the cool. things Where it's like yeah. Oh it looks shitty We can't do it Like it was like We have no clue God, Why that I got hope, cut I hope
3: that they uncover That somewhere somehow Like any, yeah. any I just want to see it still I just, I, yeah. yeah anything Anything <laughs> Anything So
5: I was going to ask you Because yeah. we didn't even Get to it Yeah Because we just kind of oh, Yeah we dove in. into oh, 20 this minutes This is, is the music most Fucking exciting I
3: love it I'm so glad to be here
5: Why? you did you pick? This is really what we needed to, you know. Like, what was your, what well, was your th- thought I, process. I, well,
3: so I, you know, I take, I took a little note out of your book, Scott, because you like to theme things, and this felt a little bit, even though I know they were in school, and you know, whatever, it did still feel a little summery. There's a lot of su- Edward Furlong sweating. He's drinking very milk, very sweating, sweaty. but and there's like a party next door. Video games, it sort of feels like summer, like he's sort of a loner. It's like almost like summer vacation if you like sat in it. But I also was just like, this feels like a great horror movie night. I'm Bye. shocked that we like, shocked,
4: it's shocking that we it, just, it
3: felt like you know, having gone through the videography of what you we've all watched or what you all have watched over the past seven years, I was like, this feels like it works its way in pretty good. And I remember, I mean, I felt the same way, thought I liked it more than. What my letterbox told me uh, <laughs> when I went to go review it. It again. seems to be a theme. Yeah, I'm like, oh, okay, uh, but and it also like the setup of it is is super interesting. I, I think that like. The idea that there's this game that you're gonna get in installments. There's Fangoria. There's a horror club. There's like yeah. all of these things that are like, oh, that's the type of shit we either did or wanted <laughs> to do. And um, but really, honestly, that boils down to a line in which Edward Fernlong looks to his friend Kyle and goes. This is really disappointing, Kyle. And I just really, <laughs> when they're watching death, death, death in the horror club, yes. And death, I was death, like, death. I forgot that that line. Well, I forgot that there was a Kyle in this period. And then that <laughs> line happened. Who was played happened. by a twenty-seven-year-old man? Insanity, oh. insanity. And then when that line happened, I meant to grab a screen grab before I got here, so that, with the subtitle, <laughs> this is really disappointing, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> and that was sort of it. And then like, but also w- watching it again, I was like, this is like. A giallo for kids at the beginning of it it was yeah like i mean besides like the the like the legit glove and the pov and stuff like that but it's like even the mystery of like is it really him is it not him like what is going on the first act of it the first like maybe two kills i strong. like yeah. it's strong and then trickster gets jokey and edward furlong gets annoying more annoying and just like it does seem to fall apart a I little bit for me. I also just...
4: This is, this is the difference between like... I was probably in early college when I watched it mm-hmm. the first time. This was my second time watching yeah. it. But we're talking about like a 20-year difference almost <laughs> watching yeah. this movie. Oh, and
3: when, there's a tech, when there's a technology element to it, oh, it's, man, it's hard. It's well, hard to like... Well,
4: that's the thing. I'm like, I now at 36 really struggle with the idea that there's just this 15-year-old kid who lives completely alone He's who dead. has yeah. some type of weird phone setup that's Igor and PowerPoint presentations of every person that's calling him that run across the screen?
3: Like I'm like, wh- what is
5: happening?
4: Like that, how- yeah,
3: yeah, that technology is was not existent then. Yeah, and like the fact was that did that, say- that
5: it was his dad's technology.
3: Oh, you know, but that's the
4: dad element's that. even more confusing because at least you can be like, oh, his dad's just like never around. But then the dad calls like he lives elsewhere and i'm like so this kid was in a car working, accident right with his mom yeah oh is that what he's just away on work he's, he's away, work, he's yeah. away okay, on work yeah, 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 but like okay
5: i, it, it felt I got the like vibe
4: that they had divorced mom died and no one was like this kid needs to live with his dad igor e- is, ju- is his only yeah, fucking he can just guardian continue
3: to live alone in this if igor can dial a phone he can sign permission slips okay yeah. <laughs> he can fucking do whatever the fuck he needs to <laughs> yeah i mean you can
5: never you can never have a problem with like truancy Okay, for Furlong never had a problem with truancy
4: alright so maybe the, okay I'll buy into that then because I'm watching I'm like does this kid straight
3: up just live alone
4: is this like some blank check shit that yeah. when I was a kid oh, I'm like is, this I'm, totally
3: makes sense which is coming up on a fucking Patreon <laughs> oh please uh, pick for me bro uh, if I'm you fucking, do that Megan was, will absolutely come on I was fucking thinking about you I was like you don't like blank check do you I'm like, I do like blank, okay, blank check all right, I it is
5: wor- terrible <laughs> it is the worst
4: fucking
3: movie I would movie. get that
4: movie and Richie Rich
3: blended
5: in my brain because I do Megan and I Watched them probably back to back, or uh-huh. cl- at least close to back to back. At the beginning of COVID, uh-huh. um, we watched the, those two. We watched the one I always get confused with heavyweights. Um, the, other, the summer camp where they take over the summer camp. Camp nowhere. You camp nowhere. Thank you. Um, mm. See, the, they're all intermingled. They are. They are. And we definitely watch heavyweights right after. The
3: pacing of all of it is exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the also same. In my
4: brain. Just... I can never remember which which cool shit is in which, is in which ones. It's, Yeah, Because yeah. it's like both of them are just like, look at how much money I can spend. Yes. I, I think <laughs> yes. that
5: Richie Rich is a more watchable film, which yeah. is not saying much, but Blank yeah. Check is... Blank Check has moments that are it's strong. It's super <laughs> problematic, though, because <laughs> like the adult woman kind of fucking f- around with the... Uh, she's speaking of that, do you
4: remember Milk Money? N- I remember the cover hot. of it.
5: <laughs> I'm sorry. The it's it's exactly what you yeah, The yeah. concept
4: yeah. of milk money is a bunch of kids gather up their milk money to go to the city to have a prostitute show them her boobs. Oh no. And then <laughs> and then she meets one of their dads and it's and it turns into like a romance story where they're like trying to like Isn't set the dad up with the who, who girl I'm like, shocked. Who plays the woman in that? Isn't it somebody it's, super famous? It's someone established for sure. I am okay. Let milk me.
5: money I got a fucking... I watched it maybe
4: once. Melanie Griffith. Yeah. And Ed
3: Harris.
5: What? It is not a small film. No. No. Wow! I knew a budget Melanie of twenty Griffin.
4: million dollars in ninety four
5: in, in nineteen ninety four went into milk money or ninety three
4: probably when they were it nice. pulled in eighteen million. So d- yeah, not a not a. Memorable. I got fucking. I got to seek out milk money. That's Actually, hysterical. I want to see how did Brain Scan do because I know that it got pulled after two weeks because no one was. Well, saying uh, yeah.
3: dude, I forgot that I picked this and I forgot Frank Langella was in it and Frank Langella's got some fucking problems right now. So wait, for, um, yeah, he's he got totally booted off of whatever project he was on for because of sexual assault. Uh, oh charges. shit! Well, yeah. that
5: changes my. Yeah, my well, you keep feature, your, no. <laughs> I'm keeping my double feature though because mm-hmm. it still fits. You
4: really wanted to watch Frost N- Nixon right Frost after Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to go back to music for a split second though, Thank right? You. I mean,
3: this is music's a huge, crazy huge part of this. It well, seems like <laughs> yeah.
0: So
4: there's a couple. Actually, there's, unless
3: you're not going to bring up music that's involved with brain scan, which could happen.
4: There's <laughs> three brain scan based music things I want to talk about. First of all, don't. Hate the opening theme. It's like this weird bluesy like Twin Peaksy guitar yeah, playing. I don't like it. See, I but I like the Twin Peaks theme. So I'm like, okay, I'm into this. Mm-hmm. When he's spying on his neighbor, which there's a lot to unpack oh, about which, that. Oh, that
3: was leading it. That was the other Giallo esque thing yeah. that I felt. I was like, dude, I, we're really watching
5: her for a long time. Going where i where I went with my note on that. The
4: piano is a full ripoff of the Nightmare on Elm
5: Street piano piece. That wasn't where I was going with it, but you're right. <laughs> I was, I thought you were going to go the Blink 22 route and be like, oh, this is voyeur.
4: <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's that too. Damn, and, we went. Woo, and, and then the and then the last thing I wanted to bring up. Look, I I believe that anybody can listen to the music that they like. What oh, I this er, line. What I don't believe is that Kimberly, based on everything that I have learned about Kimberly while watching this movie, is hosting a party where they're blasting white zombies Thunder kiss 65 yeah. Yeah. in the background. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, no, it might didn't... have
5: been the thing where, you know, she just had a couple people over and yeah, then she it just, just became... let someone
4: take care of the radio. You take care of the tunes. No, or or <laughs> it was what? that I'm...
3: fucking girl with the rose tinted glasses who was just <laughs> she was like there. eating a who looks like he was Brad older than Kyle. She was like, yeah.
1: he was
5: almost 40. <laughs> yeah, it's those rose tinted glasses, yeah. man. It's yeah, 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 yeah. Literally rose tinted glasses. There's a line, if we're talking about music, Trickster says, Oh, but no country western music, please. Every man has his limits. Which is just. <laughs> Out of nowhere, dude. Like, I wish that he was at least consistent in his comedy. And it's not. And if he, you know, like, at least when Freddie is a goofball, he's doing shit that's like still antagonistic instead of just trying to be Pals, yeah,
3: and well, then the other like so that leads, I think Trickster's lonely. Trickster, uh, this is like maybe his first foray into true brains. He's, like, oh, He's like, oh, like
5: somebody finally wants to play my game. <laughs>
3: yes, and it's like, no, dude, like you, you are, a tr- you're a fucking. You're creep. too much. You like- are, you <laughs> are too much. Your hair is out of control. Well, he then he sits down and just watches the Three Stooges like very like intently. So it's like you can't have it both ways. You can't be like, does no. like olives out of a jar or something with his finger? Oh, and he, and yeah, he eats. He puts like. He he puts olives on like a pe- like he puts like pickles and mustard on a oh, pizza. Oh, and then or he something. like yeah, he it, eats I, it it's fingers. like tons of oh mustard. no uh, oh oh no it's a raw chicken. Oh, oh that's it's a fucking right, raw chicken. That's right. So he like they go full but fucking. what does that have to do with? All I wanted was for Trickster to be scary. He can be tricky. He can be like a you know he can be like wink wink nudge nudge. But I didn't want him to be like. Out of control, like a fucking puppet. Like yeah. it was, yeah. it was crazy. Yeah. It was crazy, and and that's that's the thing is that like again, the first act, the first half, maybe it's a little much, but maybe the first half of this movie is kind of exciting. It's kind of like interesting and trickster is interesting and like the once kid, the mystery is kind of well, yeah, well, it's like you know the kids, you know, they work on the kid's trauma. Like he's like the whole the the milk. I brought up the milk thing as a joke before, but I wrote a note that like they're really leaning into him being a traumatized child who's trying to be an adult. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. he wakes up from this fucking sweat that he's like so scared and so traumatized and he's thinking about the death of his mom and he drinks, he chugs milk. Like that's a that's a child, like yeah. right mm-hmm. there as a child. And then they don't do anything with it. No. <laughs> and then they don't do anything I, with it at all. He's just like, no trickster. Like, I, I definitely feel like... <laughs> I love it. This, this
5: absolute true deconstruction of the movie versus what the fuck we got.
4: No, well, I know, man, but, I wanted it to go me, there.
5: <laughs> it makes me
4: wonder. And like, I couldn't find anything specifically in the trivia when I was reading it, but like, I almost feel like this was a movie where like maybe, maybe, Studio interference or something because well, it does feel it, like we may never know. I know.
3: I always like, I always feel like I lean on that. It almost feels like a fucking scapegoat for me to judge a movie mm-hmm. is to say studio interference, but I do feel that because it's, I mean, especially with all the Nightmare on Elm Street stuff that we see, yeah, actually it feels like he has there. ideas, yeah, that just you they know were just ended like,
1: up
4: on a cutting room floor because yeah. the mom stuff is introduced so so at random, yes, like they don't dive into it at all. So, no. like, you as an audience member are forced to have to build your own context off of these weird flashbacks that never tie into anything. Right. I will say No consistency. One of the things that I will give this movie a little bit of credit for in in the most minor of ways, once you get past the like it was all a dream or was it mm-hmm. thing, is that I do like that he doesn't really get a yes from the girl when he finally yes. S her yeah. out. Like I like that it's not like a flat out no, but it's like mm-hmm. It's like I didn't walk away thinking, "Oh, they're gonna date one day." Like even if she has those photos, that she was a
5: little too nice to him. I feel like she should have been a little bit more. Like, I don't know, man. Yeah, you know, it. It still feels like a. It it feels very. Oh, I'm losing it. It's
4: disingenuous, but it's more genuine than if she was just like. I've always waited for you to tell me that. Like, yeah, it's like, uh, yes. You know what I, I mean? Like, I accept,
5: I, I can accept that that viewing of it. But I guess that watching it in 2022, I just feel like she's been bullied into saying maybe because she knows a he's little. a fucking murderer. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
4: well, but is he? Because the he's dog, just been there's a mid-credit scene. There's a mid-credit scene. Wait, there was where... a mid-credit scene? I yeah, shut this dude, shit no. off the second the credits no, rolled. Dude,
3: no, it was like three, three credit titles before Trickster was like wait oh (laughs) Oh, god and then the dog comes back with the the foot. foot oh so it did happen Oh. Mm-hmm. So, but which made sense because when we came back, I was pretty sure it was after the first murder. When he wakes up, mm-hmm. I was pretty sure it was after the first murder that happened. Oh, yeah. so he's got three more so, discs coming That's his right, way. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> or the, 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 principal, the principal does. The principal's got That's true. Three, he just, yeah. pa- it's like the ring. If he passes it to somebody well, else, yeah. they just you don't start. Think,
5: you don't start the game from the beginning?
3: What? Oh, well, so he already played the game. But he just didn't remember, like it scared him too much. So he just yeah, says it's like,
5: the principal. He, he, so the principal is going to have to start from the first Oh, yeah. so he might not disc. play
3: disc two. Nobody's ever going to play part two. No.
5: No. No. You yeah. don't make it. Yeah. You, you either go insane yeah. or you get... Uh, caught by the police. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 I think the trickster's lying. I don't think that he well, has the budget for name. four yeah. discs. Oh. I think that he only has the. Oh, one he's a disc. snake oil salesman. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> he, yeah, he's like just trying to to get get the money, get out. Fangoria but he has the money to print. Wasn't was that see. expensive? That's true. That's why it was in there <laughs> and not
4: like the Sears magazine. That's right.
0: We're here to entertain you.
1: To this damn show. Damn it. The Napping Through Happy Hour podcast brought to you by Geekscape. Real
2: life, real drama,
1: real time. I'm Gary Sneeds.
2: That's the ad. That's, That's the ad. That's the ad.
4: Support for Horror Movie Night is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming. Their products are precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the promo code HMNpodcast at manscaped.com. If your math is correct, that's about 8 million balls. Well, guys, I don't know about you, but... I got that performance package 4.0, and man, oh man, it has been a game changer. I've had the lawnmower for a little bit, actually. Uh, they Manscaped sponsored another one of my podcasts, but I have been having nose hair <laughs> issues for years, and that <laughs> weed whacker...
3: -hmm. Took care of that real fast, I will tell you. Dude, I've got a schnoz. Like, I do. I do. I got a schnoz. (laughs) Uh, And this is the schnoz cast, okay? (laughs) Like, three of us. I'm 30, so I don't have, you know, 60, 70 year old man nose hair yet. But it's starting to curl. It starts to curl right at the nostril, right? Mm -hmm, And it's noticeable. (laughs) mostly to me luckily so i'm like i want to take care of it early and this thing is
4: is so good we got to talk about the lawnmower a little bit because like between the three of us we do have six nuts not necessarily evenly divided but like being (laughs) able to get that clean shave with this thing they've never felt smoother on the scent i can tell you that much
5: i mean i can agree matt's balls have never felt (laughs) (laughs) having tools at my disposal to make it faster easier and more aesthetically pleasing I'm not going to say no to it. A really great feature is that the lawnmower
4: 4.0 specifically, it's waterproof and it has a 400K LED spotlight. So you can get that. I love this spotlight.
5: I did yeah. not read the manual and know that it was waterproof. So I did not do it in the shower because I have never had a waterproof one. Dude, your bathroom floor
4: will never look cleaner now. Like you can just go <laughs> in. Yeah, I don't want to have to clean twice. What we're promoting this month through Manscaped is the performance package, 4.0 specifically, because you get that lawnmower 4.0, you get the weed whacker that we talked about, but then on top of that, you're also going to get your crop preserver ball deodorant and your crop receiver ball toner that are going to change your approach to your hygiene routine. And then on top of that, they're going to throw you Some boxers and a travel bag. That dop kit is sick. And I'll tell you what, the boxers, when I did the last sponsorship with Manscaped on the other show, they sent me a pair of boxers, and they're great for, like, gym and running boxers.
5: Yeah, they're kind of, like, halfway between, like, a regular boxer brief and, like, a compression brief. Use our promo code. Get
4: a discount. You're going to get 20% off your purchase and free shipping if you use HMN Podcast when you go to manscaped.com. I'm going to repeat that. 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com by using the promo code H M N podcast, unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with manscaped.
3: Mom, can you just let the viewers know that they can get 20% (laughs) off with H M N podcast?
2: Viewers, you can get 20% off with the code H M N podcast.
3: Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, Mom. mom. Hey, do you have an idea for a podcast, but don't know where to start? Or do you have an already existing podcast that you want to take to the next level? Well, check out WeKnowPodcasting.com. From concept development to theme music to editing to logos, WeKnowPodcasting.com is a one-stop shop for all things pod. Don't hesitate to hit us up. We're very nice. Kyle. Double yeah. features.
5: Hey, didn't did we also forget a little something about?
0: Um, oh yeah, what oh. are you drinking over there? <laughs> oh
3: my god! So I, we I, when when in uh, Matt's basement, we had to get some local beer. I got uh, I got I was trying to find something super. Um, excuse me, video game themed, and I got Super Mash Brothers from Stable Twelve Brewing. Uh, it's a New England style IP. It's very nice. Scott yeah, and hire, I Scott got and to have it. a couple yeah. sips, and it was delightful. It's very nice. It's very nice. So. Uh, I, that was a tough one. I was worried that we weren't going to be able to find something no, <laughs> to do brainstorming. And then scan we with. found
4: that faster than we found next week's. Yes, deer. that's right. That's right. Yeah, <laughs>
5: that came up quick. So Well, everything about next week is difficult. So, yeah. not yeah,
4: a surprise. We'll get through it. You know, we're uh, recording a long one today, a short one
3: yeah. worry, next week. Um, but I do, I feel like I got a very nice, uh, uh, well, I don't know if it's very nice. <laughs> I, I, have a, I have a double feature that I think works, and that would be uh, 976 Evil. Okay. Uh, would be my would be my parent definitely and another again,
4: one of the influences I could see on yeah, this yeah and sure. it's just
3: like you know it's not I mean it also was I don't love that movie but that's another one where I'm shocked we haven't gotten no to one it. loves nine yeah. seven no. six we've evil
4: we've never talked
5: about it on this no okay yeah so well, you, I considered looking... I the second one yeah but they're both so fucking dumb they're they're dumb I have rewatched nine seven six and, yeah. evil within the last calendar year yeah because I was like I, do do I do I add to the list I just yeah. I don't know, man. I feel like we could get an okay episode out yeah. of that one. I, I have not gone back to the first one, but if
3: 976 Evil and Brain Scan are on the same like line, Brain Scan just crossed over the line to get like a decent like we were I able to talk. It's a little about... more bombastic. Yeah, we it were able to talk about Aerosmith. And, for yeah, minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and 976 Evil is just on the other side of that line where I think it's just too little. Like there's enough, mm-hmm. like there's a couple fun things, but like I don't know. I don't it's know. It's exactly like Witchboard. board. Yeah. yeah.
5: Witchboard yeah. is the is which Witchboard movie keeps coming I, back in conversation, I, a, I was going to say, I got a Blu-ray over it <laughs> where I always consider oh, giving it a watch to see. I thought we were talking about Witchcraft and then oh, Witchboard- Oh, no, that's right. Came, yeah, well, yeah, no, yeah, Witchboard yeah. came up because he I does, confused we talking, yeah. Witchboard and yeah. Witchcraft, but no, you're right. um, But Witchboard is one that I have considered at least two times like seriously for this show in the last seven plus years, and uh, then I watch it and I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Scott.
4: What's your double feature?
5: So, my double feature was going to be Masters of the Universe with Frank Langella as the bad guy, but oh. um,
3: I don't know if I still should... do it. He sucks, but he's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I,
5: it, just a copy, just an asterisk. I mean, I'm sure he feature. did not have a good time making that film, so maybe me watching it is my way of kind of sticking yeah, it to him. kicking doing. him a little bit while yeah. he's down. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, fuck you, Frank Langella. <laughs> yeah. Langella. Anyway, Matt, what about you?
4: So- there's a couple things here Uh-oh. that I could pull from and I, I teetered back and forth between two movies and I'll say the one that I chose not to go with first, which might <laughs> based on some conversations and text messages might be somebody's. What did we watch in the next couple of weeks? But uh drop dead Fred kept popping up as a possibility. <laughs> but what I ended up deciding is trickster annoyed me on the exact same level that howie mandel annoyed me in little monsters yeah that that is
5: (laughs) but that's like such a punishing double feature (laughs) look
4: i i aim exclusively for what is the most accurate if if you were going to a drive-in and they had to pair a movie what's the one where you're like i can see the connective tissue there
3: i rented little monsters i don't know how many times when I was a kid? Oh, all I the cannot time. Re- I could not tell you. I think I put it on the list, uh, the short list of what I wanted to do for the- We already uh, did it. We the did marathon. it for Halloween. Or no, for the marathon. Oh, here for the tonight. marathon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Thank goodness we didn't have to no, watch. It is
5: bad The only bad thing- movie. I don't think it made it to the first no, round.
4: No, the only thing about Little Monsters that I ever remember is how badly the one scene scared me as a kid where they rip off a child's head and throw it in a basket. Yep. And replace it with a doll's head. I wish I remembered that. Yeah. And the piss in the some.
5: apple juice is the, the thing that I always remember. It ruined apple juice for me. Yeah. Uh, I like, can't
3: oh, drink apple juice oh, anymore. no. I, Cider's Oh, fine. my God.
4: <laughs> Trickster and Howie Mandel's character yeah. in Little Monsters are yeah, basically the same thing.
3: I thought fucking Little Monsters, exactly. I was like, he does turn into this, like, four kids character, even though he's against, like... Uh, He's obviously working against Edward for a long, but he's not completely. He's not the villain. He's like making him do it himself, you know. I I I feel like he is
5: still the villain.
3: Oh yeah, 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 yeah.
5: Matt, what was the name of that movie with the Punch and Judy character? The the that you picked? Funny man. Funny man. I'm so shocked that you didn't pick Funny Man as a double feature. No, I mean, that also makes
4: Equally sense, infuriating. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's get into what did we watch
3: this week. Kyle. Oh, shit. is yours. Can we not? I'm sorry. Uh, oh, no. Uh, give, me, give me one <laughs> second. I, I, I mean, I gave re- you I a started... mild layup. I know, with... I know. I do, I, honestly, I, so I always remember to write down uh, the double feature now, but I still never remember to. Oh, yeah, I watched Drop Dead Fred for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for uh, the first time? It was the first time. So, um, nice. So Vinegar Syndrome put out a uh, um, very nice Blu-ray. Uh, very nice Blu-ray. And it was, so speaking of fucking child trauma- like, that whole movie is, that movie does it correctly. Yeah. As far as, like, still utilizing a child, like, an, an inner child um, and the tra- a traumatized inner child to then tell a fun but also, like, heartfelt story. You know what I mean? It it's got like,
4: heavier than I remembered yeah. from childhood when I rewatched that because I got the same Blu-ray. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, yeah. I mean whatever. It's not a spoiler to a decades old movie, but like I had somehow blocked out when she's like duct taped to her bed in mm-hmm. her like memory and like how mm-hmm. powerful that is yeah. of a visual representation oh, yeah. of like yeah. how you treat your trauma from childhood is yeah. just like it's trapped with you. Yeah. Like,
3: yeah. Oh no the whole the the whole the whole thing, all of the imagery and all of the um I mean the just uh, t- talking about bombastic. I mean we're talking about Fred being completely off the wall. And yeah. like to a to and I think to an audience probably of of that time who was not like ready to talk, like to think oh, about yeah. a movie There's no such in thing that way? As, like, therapy and no,
5: or no. Three or whatever. no. Well, I mean, I, I know for myself, I I saw Drop Dead Fred when it came out on video, mm-hmm. thinking that it was Beetlejuice, yeah, and not liking it because I remember it being yeah super heavy and yeah. not as fun as I right. wanted it to be because I was. Probably eleven or twelve when I saw it. By the time it, you know got on video, but you're right. And I
4: know the critics
3: hated yeah. it when it oh, came out. And I think I think I, like I, I watching w- it, I'm like, oh, I get why people th- why it wasn't what people thought it was going to be, or like why yeah. it was. You know, it's it's hard to market that movie. It's like that movie is truly like this is going to sound fucking pretentious. So excuse me, <laughs> <laughs> but it truly felt like I was like, oh, an artist, like a a, a filmmaker is talking about the story of their childhood trauma in a way that they're like this is this is how i deal with it it's comedic it's fun it's but it's also like super heavy and you have to let go of it it's like yeah. it seemed like the filmmaker making that movie was like the same as phoebe Kate. it was like phoebe Kate's is gonna bring this character back play with fred work with fred try to figure out what fred did or does or will do and then get to the end of it so that they can forgive or forget or move on or like whatever it's like Fred was always the, so so corny, but Fred was always there, and they just needed to like, undo the tape on the Jack-in- the-box figure it out, and move on. Thera- therapy, it's yeah. fucking therapy, yeah. <laughs> this is what Drop Dead Fred is. But the it's th- like... sad thing is that like she's doing the therapy herself. Yeah, exactly, and... that is the that that is the problem. It's like there's no support for her character at all besides the thing that like she attached to as a child, which was Fred, and it's I... like, but then realizing that other people have Fred's, that scene where they're in the waiting room for therapy. Yeah, and Fred's and like interacting the... with, the... but yeah. she can't see and she anybody can't but everybody. And she's like, everybody has this, and it's like, it's not just me. I'm not just losing my fucking mind. I'm not just, like, my marriage isn't just destroyed. Like, all of this, my mom's not just the only crazy mom in the world. Like, she's realizing all this stuff. Uh, two kids. All yeah. the, all those are kids that have the imaginary friends. So it's just, it's, it's, it's a really fascinating but f- also fun look. But I also see why the critics didn't like it because, like, it's so aggressive. So
4: I think of a few things, though, too, because I, one of the things that jumps out at me with that is, What are all these parents doing is they're trying to get this prescription Mm -hmm. that will make the kids stop having an imaginary friend, Mm -hmm. which, as someone who considers himself fairly artistic, Mm -hmm. I think also says a lot about how oftentimes parents don't know what to do with an artistic child. It's a lot easier to have a kid who wants to play sports or like just wants to go and be a doctor because you can give them a pathway for that. Mm -hmm. Whereas most parents, even the ones that love their kids very much because they don't know how to help them achieve their dream. Their only solution is to be like, you know, you should maybe make a plan B because that's probably not going to, you know, and that's, Mm -hmm. and that's, I think that that's probably the trauma that the director's working out. almost Definitely. But I also think that it's really funny that what you said, it wasn't what people were expecting. And like, Depending on the person, that either makes someone fucking love a movie yes. or hate a movie.
3: I it's went in like, I went in completely blind. Yeah. I had no idea. I had no idea. Yeah, you yeah. had no expectation. No fucking expectation. But like how
4: many times have you gone like I maybe this is for me. Like when I had movie pass, I would begrudge not begrudgingly, but I would just be like, I'm just gonna see a movie to see right. a movie. Right, right, right. And right. very often I'd go to see a movie where I'm like, I don't know, this is probably just gonna be like a dumb comedy. Like something mm-hmm. like the, the example I always go with is like something like Book Smart like sure. all things yeah. considered. Oh, yeah. I was yeah, like, yeah, book yeah. just going to be like a dumb high school throwback. And then I was like, this is such a beautiful film right. about like relationships and like high school. And like, and I was like, I love this because the advertisements didn't reveal how deep yeah. this thing was going yeah. to go. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. but I could see someone else being like, where was the boobies? Like, <laughs> like, like not getting like right. what they were signing yeah. up for. Yeah.
5: It was fun. I loved it.
4: Good I loved film. it. I really liked yeah.
3: it.
5: All right, Scott, um, Kind of in a similar vein, I got a chance to watch Hatching um, oh, yeah. this year, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was really good. It has a very similar kind of path of childhood trauma, but it's more like active trauma instead of repressed trauma. Um, it, it, it's I think it's more of an allegory for female adolescence mm-hmm. and the trauma that a mother can either inadvertently or intentionally mm. bestow upon a daughter because the daughter is a gymnast because her mom wants to be a gymnast. So the, the whole conceit is that they find this egg, um, the, the, the daughter hides it, it gets big, it hatches, and it's like a bird, but like a bird monster. And then as she nurtures it, it begins to look more human and look more like her so uh but it's kind of like this feral Mm. version of her and so it's it's kind of that idea of dealing with kind of the i mean i i mean obviously i'm a guy uh so i didn't have the same hormonal experience as you know a cis woman would have in her adolescence but i remember when you have that those flood of hormones like sometimes you just get fucking mad about nothing or you just are overcome with emotion of some sort like crying or or you just you know you just overly elated and and i feel like it's just a very interesting way to kind of play with that concept i don't think it's a perfect movie but i think that it has a lot of big thoughts yeah and i have to give it a lot of credit for that because it's very well made it is definitely a horror like a body horror movie i think that it's better than you know, regular Hollywood shit that we would yeah. be getting. So yeah, yeah. Uh, hatching is good. Right I, I'd on. suggest nice. it. Yeah. All right.
0: awesome.
4: And, uh, I'll keep mine brief. Um, because the, and I'll try to be fairly spoiler free by the time this episode comes out. This has been out for a month, but the second half of it will just be getting ready to drop. But I watched the first half of season four of stranger things. And, it's kind of a frustrating season. I really, really like aspects of it, and I think that it's a perfect tie-in with Brain Scan because it's another thing heavily influenced by Nightmare on Elm Street. Really, <laughs> um,
3: but I feel like everything that we've talked about is very
4: tied to this tied movie to pretty skin. well. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, really wild. Spoilers for the end of season three of Stranger Things, because this is where Which my has been out for two years. Two years. This is my big beef with most of Stranger Things season four. We get this beautiful heartfelt heroic sacrifice goodbye from hopper at the end of season three before the credits are even done we get a stinger that heavily implies that he did in fact survive what we thought was this heroic death so you're already like okay well that cheapens that moment a bit what bothers me is that we have a season of stranger things where the shortest episode is an hour and five minutes oh my god the longest episode is is an hour and 40 minutes long of this season. The next season is only two episodes that equal five hours in time. So we've got two and a half hour long episodes coming. Just call them fucking movies, but whatever. (laughs) My problem is that we have these long seasons and you take away this beautiful ending and the stuff involving him being alive is the most slow down all of the momentum of every episode storyline. Like, it's got no supernatural aspect. It's not particularly interesting, and I'm not heavily invested in anyone involved in the storyline. So, like, you're getting these really great... I love these new characters. I love the introduction of Argyle and and Eddie, and, like, these characters that they introduced are great. Robin continues to be amazing as a new addition to that. Like, all of the female characters are on the top of their game, Steve and Dustin's relationship is still as charming as it will ever be. Like the things that make you love stranger things are still there, but God, I would have been so much happier if they had just killed Hopper because God forbid they kill any of these main characters. I never feel <laughs> yeah, no one. Yeah. Uh, no, no one's ever gone. No one's ever in danger. It's <laughs> so, show.
5: it's so Marvel. Yeah.
4: It's very Marvel. And, and I get it. It's Steven Spielberg too. You know, like none of the characters in any Steven Spielberg movie are truly in danger. Um, but, like, I just was like, man, I wish that these were just hour-long episodes that didn't have this subplot dragging it down, because otherwise, it's really fun, it's really violent at times. Probably the most
5: violent Stranger Things has ever gotten, I mm-hmm. think. Because of the, the antagonist. Yeah,
4: because of the antagonist. I uh, need
5: I, w- I need a supercut of just the antagonist, because I, I made it through two episodes, and I cannot stand anymore.
4: Yeah, you know, I'll tell you how it ends, because the No, twist, I, w- I want to see Oh, the, you are going to w- watch I w- it w- eventually. I, no, yeah.
5: I, I'm not going to watch the high school bullshit. Okay. I'm going to watch Vecna. That's okay. like all I care about because the the, the, Vec- the monster is
4: when they the great. the last episode of this block explains who Vecna is and like my jaw fucking dropped. I was like, that's a fucking well written tie everything. So together. can
5: I ignore all the high school shit and all the Russian prison? You, shit? You can ignore
4: just- everything about Russia. I would. St- Stick around with some of the high school shit. Uh, God damn, I would, dude! Like I would oh, stick around with I would stick around. My head hurts just watching it. Specifically, <laughs> follow what's happening with Eleven. And with like Nancy and Robin, like those, those are the main character okay. arcs that you need to follow for the Vecna stuff. Do I sense. need
3: to watch season two and three? You to can get probably into skip season, season two, but <laughs> yeah, season two is
5: pretty rough.
3: I'm season not, two not, is just is se- season
4: three is fun as shit. Season three was a good time for me. Season three is the most digestible. Yeah, I think right of it's all just hanging out in a mall. the mall. It's fun. It's laid, laid back. All right, so before we wrap up, quick email. Oh hell yeah we uh this one's directed specifically at, at scott oh no dear scott i hate you No. <laughs> um, hold on let me get the lotion uh this is from j <laughs> <the Sun>. <laughs> uh, well, Scott. the off name the name fast. of this email is gomez speaking italian oh this is a great uh, oh this is a great <laughs> one I, I did read this <laughs> one it said hey scott don't get it twisted about them being italian in the old TV show, it was this is tying to obviously our Adams family episode that we did. Uh, don't get it twisted about them being Italian. In the old show, it was made clear that Morticia was French, which drove Gomez wild with desire. <laughs> he in turn would use Italian to turn her on, but he only knew a few words. <laughs> Morticia also called him Bubla, which is a Yiddish Hebrew very common in Germany. So it's all of European mashed up. Foreign foreign affairs, baby. But if you figure the entirety of Europe is half the size of the U.S., everybody's been fucking everybody. It's like someone from Georgia fucking someone from Florida. And now that the borders are pretty much gone there, you don't even need a passport into most countries. I'm sure it's even more so the fucking So the atoms are primarily just a beautiful, ghoulish batch of DNA. Love your show. Jason. (laughs) Fantastic. (laughs) That is, that is how you write an email to HMN podcast at gmail.com. Subscribe, like rate, review the show. Let us know how much you love it. Go to patreon.com backslash HMN podcast. If you want to see my backside on video for about 45 (laughs) minutes and, uh, you know what guys, I just got one last thing to say. What's that? Buddies forever?
1: to this damn show damn it the napping through happy hour podcast brought to you by geekscape
2: real life real drama
1: real time i'm gary Snoots.
2: that's the the ad that's the ad that's the the ad you're
0: listening to the geekscape network